You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. right it is actually finally may here may 1st as we record this week's edition of bandwagon nerds hello again fellow basement dwellers this is your good friend patrick o'dowd and we have a jammed packed edition of bandwagon nerds we're gonna make pc tunny talk about things he doesn't want to talk about we're gonna talk about some trailers that just allow for wild speculation and returns to my childhood. Well, one of them. They, I, I, Aesop's got a, a skeptical look on his face. Uh, the bandwagon's all here, by the way. We've got a full bandwagon. We've got the lawyer himself, David Ongar. Dave, how you doing? How was, uh, how was the theme park yesterday? Um, underwhelming is a good way to describe it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, Six Flags has kind of fucked up a few things, so... Um, <laughs> it's just it was all right it was all right but yeah they're trying too hard to be like disneyland and appeal to a certain class and they're pricing themselves out of a lot of shit so there you go 
Okay, well, then on that happy note, here, here, we'll do this just for you. Here's to you, Six Flags. Two birds all around for the Six Flags. <laughs> Ray Cash of theme parks, Six Flags. <laughs> the Ray Cash of theme parks. That's <laughs> yeah. That voice you heard right there. All right, we got we got PC Tony messing with his headset. What are you what are you doing, man? Try to plug it in. Uh, we, oh, plug it in. I'm trying to ruin this for us, PC. What the hell? Hey, what's going on? I, I was about to introduce you to so that that guy you hear screwing up the recording right now. That is the live studio audience, and, and Mr. Saturday Night himself, PC Tony. How are you, sir? The links. How did the links go today? Well. Yeah, played pretty well. well. It, was, right. it was cool out. It was about 45 and windy, but, you know, threw up a 75. We'll take it. You threw up a 75. Very, very nice. And last but not least, soccer dad to the stars, the violent gentleman himself, gentleman himself, Mr. Aesop Mitchell. Aesop, how are you this fine May day? Oh, man, I am. I am full of joy and European football energy. I can't wait to double down and get me a minivan at some point. Arsenal making a nice like- top four at the end of the season there. Go Gunners. <laughs> what he said. No, I am looking I am looking forward to try to do this. Um uh they got like a some one of the like Premier League's uh teams coming to uh, Lambeau Field this summer, and I really want to do that. It was like Bayern Munich and Liverpool or something like that. Bro, I'm in. Road trip. Let's go. DP will go Let's too. Do. Oh wow! Look at that. Everybody making plans on the Bandwagon Nerds podcast. Sports That's for exciting, nerds. Exciting stuff. There you go. Well, as I mentioned before, this is Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. And I talked about it before. We've got quite the loaded bandwagon for everyone today. We are going to talk about another bonkers episode of Moon Knight. We've got some visits to the trailer park to make. Last second talk about Doctor Strange before it hits theaters this weekend. CinemaCon happened in Vegas and pumped out a ton of news. There were release date changes, footage all over the place. We're going to bother PC Tunney talking about some stuff he doesn't want to talk about. It's quite the show before we even get to the end where we say goodbye to a comics legend. So with that out of the way and just recognizing that we've got a boatload of stuff to do, We're going to cut right into the Marvel music and talk some Moon Knight. And... Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant is, are dead. Dun, 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 That's how we kick off this show. We learned that, yes, indeed, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant are dead. I can't pronounce the name of the hippo goddess. Does anybody else want to venture a, a attempt at the pronunciation of our, our, our Egyptian goddess? Toweret. Toweret? Moist Toweret? Either that or it's a, uh, it's also... Could go as toilet. To- toilet? 
What? Yep. Wow. Uh, anyway, she is the goddess that ferries, uh, basically ferries souls to the Egyptian underworld, uh, weighs people's hearts on a scale against a, a feather, and if their lives are in balance, they get to go to beautiful wheat fields. If they're not, they get dragged into a horrible, horrible version of hell, which is like sand with dead people pulling them for all eternity. Field of reeds. It looked like wheat. <laughs> I don't. I think you call it reeds. It looked like wheat. Reed, reeds are, are, you know, you find those in swamps. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like that's, that's, that's what I saw there. Anyway, but both aspects of uh, uh, that we've seen so far in the program, Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, are facing this. They're the the goddess pulls a heart from each of them to put on the scales and it is out of balance. And it's because they, they, and they have the, if I understood it correctly, they have the journey of the, of the ship to the gates of the underworld to find balance and balance the scales or else they get dragged into this horrible, horrible hell death for all eternity. And we get the look, we get a look into what we learn is Mark Spector's past. And this episode, it was really interesting because going into this episode, there was a lot of chatter about the content and that this would be uh, loaded with triggering content. And a lot of it centered around um, two different aspects. And only one of them I thought was really, truly relevant in the sense of there there was concern about people who, um, who, who may have past traumas with child abuse. And then there was a lot of talk about people of the Jewish faith and the oppression of Jewish people being another sort of triggering event. I only found one of those aspects to be true as we go through and we learn how Stephen Grant came to be as as we look through these various pieces of the past where Stephen learns that he was created by Mark as a way to manage trauma caused by Mark's mother, who Stephen described as a kind soul, uh, who who after an accident involving Mark's brother in a cave that leads to the death of his younger brother, his mother blames him and begins to abuse him, both physically and mentally. And it leads to a break. And that's how we learn about the creation of Stephen Grant. And it is a very heavy episode that was fascinating to me in that Usually when we get to a penultimate episode, we're getting some sort of like mono mono big combat reveal in, in Marvel. And Marvel, it doesn't end that way at all. It ends with Mark Spencer in the reads and Stephen Grant in in the in the sands of of death uh, turned to stone is is kind of how it's represented. And you don't know if that's it for that that personality so with that let's start with dave ungar and thoughts about this episode because honestly i don't know who this is the first time i've been like okay i don't know exactly how we're getting out of this heading into next week yeah i you know i kind of am looking at this series a little bit differently now and that came from a lot of conversation with my wife after this episode was done, and I'm just like, you know, I think I'm looking at Moon Knight in the wrong context. Um, at this point, 
this is the most cerebral of the series we've seen so far, by far. You know, it's the one that's going to make you think the most um, as to what's going on. It, it was important to find out how, you know, the Stephen Grant personality got created. And and I think, you know, some stuff I've read online is, is kind of illuminating that we have confirmation now of the existence of an afterlife in the MCU where, you know, you kind of had sneaked tidbits about that teases of that earlier, but with what they're doing here and what we think is going to happen with Dr. Strange, you know, now you've got the possibility where they can, they can kind of play with things. You know, we always said they can't bring any characters back once they've died. We know in comics, they do that all the time. They kind of open the door a little bit with this series as to, could they potentially bring back somebody who we thought was all gone. Um, but yeah, at the end of this thing, you've got Mark, you know, the Stephen Grant personality is frozen in the sands of whatever. And Mark is presumably moving on to the Egyptian version of Valhalla, maybe. And yeah, you're like, really, it, it's great because it's like, you don't, you still don't know what's real and what's not. I, I didn't see the whole Jewish symbolism, you know, the stuff that, I mean, other than, you know, they're wearing yarmulkes and that sort of thing, but I don't know what Aesop thought. I didn't see a big issue with that. Well, no, I don't think it was an issue. It was that a lot of people were saying that there was going to be some sort of like, like, a, like you were going to see like oppression yeah. uh, of like, and because of his faith and like, and all that I got out of that was having to explain to the little O'Dowd what a yarmulke was. Right. Because he was like, what he was, no, he was, he was like, what did, what is that thing he took off of his head? Like that was, that was the really the only thing that came out of it. It wasn't, it what and I, I appreciated it because it was his it was part of his character, but it wasn't done in such a way to where sometimes you can see this happen in shows where they really call attention in, in an I want to say almost a negative way. Like it's just that's who they were. Like they don't eat, they don't bother to explain it. There's no conversation of faith or nothing like that. It's just they're a Jewish family. Yeah. I, I mean, and at the end of this thing, it's like you know. I'm still at the point where I'm like, I'm not sure what the payoff to this series is going to be. You know, I, I mean, I'm hoping that Aesop's right. And we get some, you know, blade shows up or the concept of the afterlife maybe leads to the concept of the undead or something, you know, along those lines that you have to explore. Not that kind of undead, but you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I look at the series a little bit differently thinking, you know, okay, it's not run and gun all the time. This is a, a much more deliberate, slower kind of, pace to things and it makes you think more but um i thought yeah the episode was important as far as like establishing uh the reasons why steven exists and and giving mark some more backstory that really matters i I'm curious as to where we're going on this last episode that's for sure hey sop i'm gonna turn it over to you because uh, i have a very specific question i want to ask tony um <clears throat> well first of all i agree with Dave, I I didn't see any of the Jewish oppression really. Um, I, don't, I don't think anybody did. I think people speculated. Yeah. I think that's sure. I have concerns to an extent, um, and this goes to it. My concerns could leave lead to a positive result, and that being this was such a heavy story episode and we really did not progress anywhere in the 
an overall story arc of it, right? We got so character driven and it was great in an individual episode, but in the context of a six episode miniseries in which we have already learned that this finale is going to be the shortest finale of any Marvel series to date. Um, that's troubling. That means we're not going to get, uh, I, I feel like we're not going to get a solid payoff. Now I say this in the hopes of, you know, providing some type of silver lining that could mean a season two, because you are going to need more to explain all this for most people, especially the amount of stuff that you teased out there. I mean, we already got, mention of Bushman, which is huge. Bushman is uh, the biggest uh, villain in the Moon Knight series. And, you know, the fact that we didn't have him, you know, a lot of people speculated it was going to be Bushman to be that main villain. Uh, and now we got a sm- slight mention of him as to, you know, how he originally meets Kanchu. Uh, also, uh, the little brother, Roro, uh, that ends up passing away in the, the cave and all that, uh, drowning. That is another character that, uh, again, probably just a tease in that sense. That it's not an actual shout out, but of uh, Shadow Knight, which is uh, Randall Specter, uh, the brother of... Mark Spector. And uh, now in the, the comics doesn't exactly pass away, but he also wants to be chosen by Kanchu and gets denied. So he kind of creates this alternate persona. Uh, we had so much in that. And the fact that we'll have what, 45 minutes, I think is what the runtime is next week. 45 yeah. minutes to explain it all. Mm. No, I, I think you're right, though. I don't think this is. I think this finale is going to have more questions than answers. I think this is a step. And I think that that's where we're going. Cause I, I just, I don't see, and maybe I'm wrong. If, if they wrap everything up in a nice, in a tight little bow, I feel like it's going to, it's going to have, it's going to be a rush job of epic proportions. Like, and it's going to be, unsatisfying and unearned like I especially feel like, with how good moon knight has been these five right. episodes have been awesome now again if this was eight episodes nine episodes like wandavision we would have no problem with this you know, right but we but we know night. we know what's coming we know where we're going in terms of the series and the quote-unquote season and we'll just wait because like you said maybe this becomes the the first real concrete season two. You mentioned the quality of this show, and Tony, this is what this is the question I saved for you because you had talked about last week Oscar Isaac. I thought Oscar Isaac, and I wanted to get your opinion. This was the this was a phenomenal work by him because this episode is basically Oscar Isaac and nobody else. And so I thought this was terrific and I wanted to get your thoughts specifically on Oscar Isaac's performance in episode five and even the series, if you want to just be overarching with broad brushstrokes. I mean, it has to be the leader in the clubhouse to, to win a streaming in the category of, uh, you know, playing the lead in a, in a, in a streaming series. <laughs> He's up as he cheers silently. You guys um, are really going to make streamies a thing, huh? Oh yeah. Working on it. We're working on like it. Like fetch. Uh, We're going to make it happen. Oh God. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, he's been amazing, you know, and it's, it's funny. I was driving home from the course and I was thinking about some of the things I wanted to talk about from this episode. And you guys hit a ton of them. Um, and, and kudos to you guys, uh, some great, you know, uh, observations, but it's funny because Patrick, I think is the one that said, when you hear him play Mark Spector, you just hear Poe. And I don't think you hear Poe anymore. I think you hear Mark Spector now. I think Oscar Isaac has kind of moved that character away as far as an English accent goes and kind of, I don't know, do you disagree? I see Aesop leaning in there. Well, I, was, uh, I wasn't disagreeing, but I want to say at that, that beginning part of the uh, episode where you see him kind of talking to Harrow uh, in the uh, Putnam Medical Facility, right? He gets a little bit, new yorker uh, a little bit jersey and so it, which which leads to more speculation that jake lockley is coming and that was going to be my next thing is you know now that uh stephen grant is gone right you guys it's funny because like you think he has to come back to life somehow right like otherwise it's it's i don't see this being more seasons it could be but i don't see it just for the fact that they didn't leave an, an open-ended contract for the series, right? I think something definitive is going to happen that's going to lead, whether it's into this next weekend's movie or another one in the future, I think something is going to happen in these 45 minutes. I think it's going to be enough, too. I think next week we're going to come back here and collectively the opinion will change that, you know what, that was enough. I mean, I hope you're right if if it is the, the end of. I just... Like, all I feel out of Marvel right now, I feel like we're just in such a Marvel Knights phase of of the MCU right now with, with these characters and where we're going. And one, I just, nobody, it, it's, it's just such an exception to the rule that you would inject somebody like Moon Knight into this collective of Marvel series and then not continue to keep the character going and keep the, keep the story going. I think Oscar Isaac's coming back. I don't think he's done. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I 100% agree. There's just too much, too much. You're, you're going to get one episode of I Jake mean, Lockley in the comics. No. Who's, in the comics, who is Conchu's next avatar? Does he have one? Uh, I don't remember offhand i i and that my friends tells you all you need to know about where the bandwagon is with moon knight because dave is our expert sorry aesop is our expert dave number two dave number one you were about to say something um what else what else you got before we close the book on this episode and you know kind of move on it's more of a kind of a question to you guys as well but I don't think it's a coincidence that this series is ending the same week that Doctor Strange 2 premieres. I, I I have my doubts that that's just coincidental. It feels like they plan that out. And there's aspects of this show that could bleed into what they're doing with Multiverse of Madness. So it may be short, like Aesop's saying, record short runtime. But there could be elements of this that get introduced into Doctor Strange. So I, I'm not, and, and you know, we've speculated on stuff like that tying in before. This series feels like the one that's got the most chance of actually having some level of continuity continue in, in what's going to happen next weekend, which is going to be insanely crazy. So I, I don't know. What, well, did you, what do you guys think? I do. Well, here's the thing is I want to remind you is that it, it has been made very clear, at least in terms of what I've heard in terms as far as the timeline, that this is, 
in the future. So I don't know where it fits. And and we don't even know, like, we don't know if Doctor Strange picks up immediately after where No Way Home, or sorry, isn't No Way Home? Yeah, I there, this is a problem with similar titles. You, you get them mucked up every once in a while. But No Way Home, like, is it picking up immediately where it left off? Or is this going to be like some, like, other other circumstances, whatever. I get, we're, we're going to talk about it all next week. Like spoiler alert, not spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about Dr. Strange next week. I, I think all four of us are probably already got our tickets. I know I have, I see thumbs up. Aesop may be the exception. I don't know. Oh, you got, Is you got Johnny taking me again. I'm sorry. I would, if it wasn't mother's day, I'm taking my mother. <laughs> how about, how about, how about yeah, you? I'll make sure I'll make sure I get, uh, I get to go, but yeah. <laughs> so we, cause we're definitely going to ruin the movie for you if you don't go. So that's what you got to look forward to. Like I said, this is the first penultimate episode of a Marvel series where I haven't had any inkling of what, what's going to happen. Like, how are we going to get out of this? So I do look forward to seeing that. I, I, Still disagree with you, Tony, and I'll be happy to say I'm wrong if we come back and it's truly done. Uh, I just, I don't know. And just regardless of how this series ends, Marvel always throws a nugget at the end of everything that they do to take you to the next step. It's basically a professional wrestling promotion. They're all, they're just booking to the next show in that last episode. So that, I think, is where we're going to be. And I think this seems like a good time to take our first commercial break. And while we're on that break, Dave, you look frozen. Can you wiggle your head for me or something so that I know you're not Dave Ongar? Uh, okay, Dave's head is not wiggling. No, he's gone. He's gone. So when we <laughs> come back from commercial break, hopefully Dave will be back and we'll be all good to go. We're going to go to the trailer park and talk a lot of it's – a, it's a potpourri of a trailer park. You are listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. 
All right, welcome back. So someday, apparently, we're gonna we're gonna be seen as well as heard in this podcasting airways. And I had this very brief moment as I'm watching Aesop working on the commercial break. Where I was worried you were gonna headbutt mic because you were like bopping your head along, and I, I just kept waiting for like a thump uh, sound over one over of these. Social. Yeah, yeah, very much one of those. <laughs> I broke the window again. Um, that, that was for you, Tony. But uh, Mr. Saturday and I, and it took it like I had to tell him that the joke was there before he got it. I got it. I got it. All right. All right. All right. Well, anyway, we have a what I would call a hodgepodge of a trailer park, and I don't want to waste any time getting to it. So, Dave Ungar, post production master. Hit that beautiful banjo and get us to the trailer park. And our first stop at the trailer park is to a little piece of my childhood, a lot of nostalgia, as we got our first full trailer for the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie that is hitting Plus on May 20th. And first of all, am I the only person who's excited? Like, I know, I'm just going to say this now. If I were to predict, Tony's going to skip this bad boy. Even though, like, I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. But am I the only one who look, thinks this looks kind of fun? Like, it looks kind of fun. No? It looks fun. Disney? It looks fun. Yeah. I'll certainly give it a chance. I, I've seen worse. You, oh, that is such a shitty endorsement. Oh, my God. I've seen worse. Well, Andy Sandberg and John Mulaney as Chip and Dale. That is going to be good stuff. This wants to be who framed Roger Rabbit so and, bad. And it feels like I like here's the thing is you're saying it in such a like cynical nerd fanboy angry comic book nerd way. And I, when I watched it, I'm actually glad you brought it up because I was like, hey, this feels like who framed Roger Rabbit. How great is that? Like the tunes working with the police and the 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 CGI surgery, like talking about it as if it's like plastic surgery when when Dale gets the uh gets the gets the work done and Andy Sa- Andy Samberg, I thought sounded great. John Mulaney took me a little bit to get on board with, but Andy Samberg I think sounds terrific in his role. We didn't see Gadget, we didn't see uh the fly. I can't I can't even remember all their names. It was like Gadget and um what's the the guy who is obsessed with cheese? Monty. My, my, Monty, yes. Like, I, PC knows. <laughs> yeah, PC knows, but he's like, probably not. Are you going to watch the movie? You are going to watch the movie. What? Again. So, are, so, are you with me here? Does this look fun? I think it looks yeah, fun. It does. I This was one of my favorite cartoons as a kid. Monty, cheese. And his mustache comes out. It's one of my Hell favorite yeah. uh, 
favorite um, animated characters ever. So I was a big fan when I was a kid. I'll, I'll probably check it out. I won't go to the movie theater or anything. I don't know. Where is this on You don't streaming? have to. It's streaming. It's, it's up for streaming a streaming. All right. We have our first nomination in the animation best category picture. for streaming. Best, best picture. Yeah. <laughs> animated picture. <laughs> streamies. Well, Keep keep in mind it's a it's a mix it's an animated live action it's like it is like Who Framed Roger Rabbit like there are well, living actors in there. I can't lose. It sounds like they're dominating the angle. I know. Look at it. They're getting it all. By the way, Peter Pan as like this like I don't know fat angry mob boss was 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 a take. I was disappointed that, that there was no fat cat. I wanted and that's fat actually, cat. And Peter Pan that's actually Colin Farrell. Oh really? Is it? I didn't know because the makeup was so good. Um, I saw, I knew what you were setting up, man. Come on now. <laughs> There's a bad Spanish joke. Then it'll, it'll even be better. That's great. But, I speak horrible Spanish. That's, that's good. Anyway, I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm glad that Tony's on board with it. Dave, were you, you, you just weren't a big Chippendales Rescue Rangers fan? A little after my time. You, a little after my kids. That's right. Time. You were you were a du- you were you're a Ducktales guy. I get it. You know, I understand. Ducktales. I did like the one part of the uh, trailer where the guy's like, "I was always an Alvin and Chipmunks kind of guy," and they're like, bless, bless "That was good me. shit." There's a lot of good nuggets in there. I'm I'm excited for this movie. I think it's going to be Easter egg nostalgia heavy, which is the thing right now. And I can't wait to come on the show and do a Patrick's pitch where I try to convince the naysayers to see the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie on Disney Plus. All right, let's move over to something that I know Aesop is excited about. Um, we got another longer trailer of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Uh, getting set to stream on Paramount Plus. Hell, I, I, I'm still trying to like this takes place like before the Enterprise, right? This is pre-Kirk. Yeah, Pike. this is like the beginning. So this is Pike. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Pike played by somebody different, like in the movie. Isn't there? Did they yes, do a portrayal was, of Pike in the Abrams movies? Yes, but he was older. He was far older. So I, I think this is um, Pike's first venture with the Enterprise before. Uh, you know, of his eventual demise and uh, Kirk takes over. So here, here's my question to you, because as I watched this trailer and we watched Pike, I got I, I kept feeling like it was just Kirk under a different name and just sort of the behaviors and stuff that he did. Can you lure me up on this connection? And is there a connection? Am I just seeing too much of what I know in this trailer? Uh, as a reference, because that was the only thing that kind of I was like, man, this seems like like there he is seducing seven women. There he is kind of being a jokester on in the, at the chair. Like it was just it was strange. But we, there's there's a Klingon or not a Klingon. There's a, a Vulcan. Um, so so talk me up. Why should I watch this? Uh, well, like the fun stuff with Pika originally is uh, he was the first guy um played by jeffrey hunter in the original series and the guy ended up rejecting like the uh, after the pilot episode like didn't want to do it anymore so that's why they brought in captain kirk instead so it, it's kind of a nice play that they've switched it up for him to be his his predecessor of sorts uh i would assume that that's why they kind of keep him in the same vein right um, you know they kind of play that 
little bit of homage to the uh, scenario that brought us such an iconic character in Captain Kirk and more or less an iconic series on top of that. Uh, as far as like his overall characters, I can't say I'm as well versed in him. Um, I know that they portrayed him very differently in the Ab- Abrams movies, but again, I, I acknowledge him that he was older. He was at least what? 15, 20 years older at this point uh, than he is in Strange New Worlds. So, you know, if you look at it that way, maybe he has, you know, learning to do of sorts. And uh, if if this series gets a nice long run, maybe you're going to kind of see him mature a little bit. Uh, because I think that is one thing that Pike kind of uh, admired a little bit too, right? Was that he was kind of... Um, uh, kind of like saw himself in in uh, Kirk, right? I, if I remember correctly, I yeah. think in the in the bar scene, didn't he say something to that effect? So, uh, you know, at that point, again, that's another nice little tie in to the movies uh, that uh, I, I don't know. I really think that this is going to be a lot of fun. The the artwork, the uh, CGI and um, the uh, uh, what's the practical effects are fucking fantastic the costumes look so damn good and i thought it was a movie at first and not realizing that eventually that it was a series yeah dave your thoughts on this new trailer uh for strange new worlds yeah it's it's interesting i i like it it's um seems like a lighter take on star trek than we're probably accustomed to i mean pike's got a lot of quips and a lot of uh light-hearted stuff you've got the scene with spock and the um and the other I think it's another Vulcan where they're like, should we kiss? Yes, that seems logical, which is kind of the opposite of what we've always thought about Vulcans and their non-emotional attachment. So, yeah, special effects look good. Uh, I know Paramount Plus is plugging quite a bit of money into this one. Um, so they're taking, you know, and Star Trek is is probably, you know, with the mixed reviews on Halo coming in, Star Trek's probably their tentpole franchise right now that they've really got. That's going to drive a lot of people to that network, including people like me. So, yeah, I, I'm down. I, I'm curious to see how this, uh, you know, you you look at what they're doing with Picard and you compare this. This is clearly a much more, I wouldn't say whimsical, but it's certainly a, a lighter fare as far as Star Trek stuff goes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to skip this one. Uh, mostly because I'm not a Star Trek guy. Uh, and in the in the sort of picking what I need to watch in my streaming services, yeah, I just I don't know where I don't know where I'm gonna fit it. Unless you got unless you know Aesop comes in and raves about it after like two episodes, and then then I can be convinced. Okay, <laughs> like Tony's already got me sold on Winning Time, um, if for no other reason than um, Jerry West is pissed off too. So that's always that's always a, a great part of it as well. All right, you guys ready to rip on a movie coming out? Because I'm going to rip on this movie. Uh, We did get a full trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Dave, I love that. Okay, Dave is Dave is like looking like waiting, like, what are we going to rip on? As if you didn't get the rundown. Did you not open the rundown, Dave Ungar? No, I did. Then you knew what we were doing. Oh, I believe me. Aesop and I are in simpatico on our unexcitement if that's even a word for jurassic world dominion no i I, i'm gonna have to go see it because 
My wife loves the franchise. I have What no... is wrong with your wife? That is grounds for divorce, sir. <laughs> when when have you ever cared less about a movie? I I mean, yeah. it is bad. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, in fact, um, that was one of the running jokes for my weekend at Comedy Sports, uh, you know, doing my improv was, uh, you know, creating another effing Jurassic Park movie. But it was uh, ended up being Giraffe Sick Park. Uh, totally different, but still be started. That would be better. Still I started Chris Pratt. IMAX. Yeah, I'm in. But it, it, I mean, I actually liked the first Jurassic world. I didn't hate it. It wasn't bad. And then by, by the end of that second ep, uh, movie, I was just so done with the series. I mean, they did everything wrong. They did everything that you could possibly want me to hate them. Like that's, that's what they did. And now watching this, they're like, hold up, hold up, hold my beer. We're, we don't want to just ruin this Jurassic Park for you. Sam Neill, what are you doing? Laura Dern, what are you doing? Can we ruin you too? L- like Jeff, Jeff, just, come on over here. They are trying to ruin well, every last bit of Jurassic Jeff, Park. Jeff, Jeff was in the second Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movie. So for he's already, he already, doesn't matter. He made his bed. He showed up to the film. He, he recorded scenes. He did it. He's there. Um, Tony, you dropped your microphone to say something and then you walked away. Uh, your thoughts on how fast it will be before you skip the theater on, on Jurassic World Dominion. So the commercial with ESPN with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and I forget which Toronto Raptor it is. And then um, Jeff Goldblum's in there too. And the Toronto Raptors walking with one of the ESPN heads and he's, you know, talking about dinosaurs and they cut to like Kareem at a desk and Kareem thought he was talking about him as a dinosaur. And then they cut the gold bloom at the end. He goes, no one else believed me at first either. So that to me was, uh, you know, that's probably going to be the best part of the movie. Probably that, that worries me, Dave. I, I, I want to circle back on this. Your wife's going to make you go thing. Like I'm putting, I'm putting a little, I'm putting a little doubt up for adoption, adoption over this. Like he's, he will not have a home after this movie comes out because I have to go. Because like, but there's consequences. Like you, you make a decision, you live with is it. He, is he not old enough to go on his own to see a movie while you he's see it? He's ten years old. I don't know. Turn him I loose, Pat. Turn him loose. No, I don't. Nope, not yet. Do we? Do nope. we have a streamies for quickest to a streaming service that wasn't in, intentionally planned to? Tune in oh, for the final edition the of Bandwagon one. Nerds this year. You'll find out. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to set a time and date for a meeting about the streamies. We're gonna have to play out some categories here. <laughs> yes. This this seems this is starting uh, to feel like actual work that I don't get paid for. It's all right. Uh, we can we can, we can do it for you. It's, all, it's all good. You're under the you're under the Greg branch of payments. <laughs> is that is that where it is? She look. She just loves the franchise. I, I mean, I think I think like Aesop brought up a good point. The first one came out, and it had been so long since we saw this that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this will be cool, you know. But yeah, the second one was just god awful, and this is By more the way, of the same, probably. I love maybe. that but people worse. are oh, right. Can I just ask why is it that the easiest way to train a dinosaur is to just hold your hand out in front of you like this? Like you just you just hold out in front of your face and using then like the that trains using the dinosaur. The Pat, that's what it is. And and now and now we've got apparently Chris Pratt's character's child can train dinosaurs too by holding out their hand like this. 
Like that just stops them all in their track. Like, what are, what are, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? I think that's also, the best also, line how much in the trailer. Ass in this in this fucking movie. You know Who's, what I'm saying? Like, who gives- clearly a clearly a long time because the last one ended with the dinosaur the dinosaurs running free into Earth. Like, well, not to mention Pratt didn't have a child, let alone no, he didn't. That old is it his child? We don't know. We don't know how it all fits. Down is up. Up is down. We're not gonna. Uh, God, I I still got time to save my child from adoption. This is gonna end and up being a multiverse of sadness uh, for me. It it's is a multiverse of so sadness. Awful. Well, and I, I'm glad you you bring that up because why don't we go ahead and just transition to something we're all looking forward to next week? We're gonna talk about Doctor Strange and all questions regarding Doctor Strange. And the multiverse of madness will be revealed. But that doesn't mean that we're not still getting footage. Yeah, I'm 1220 on Saturday. Dave and I are, you know, relocating our recording of Hockey Talk so that I can go see Dr. Strange. ESPN solved it all for us, Pat. We don't even need to record anything now. (laughs) And apparently (laughs) with their terrible. The the Toronto 345 Thursday. I got an early one. Ooh, I have a job. You want to know who they've got um, and sadly, to win I it all? You, I can't you, want, it. you want me to disclose? No, no, because okay. we're not talking about that. We're talking about Doctor Strange and the new footage that was dropped. And I shared, I didn't actually share it with the, 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 like, the trailer with you all. It's just like another additional set of like footage that has come out. And there were just a couple of other, tit- there were just two more tidbits. Two more to just kind of, you know, moisten the palette a little bit wet. Yeah. I mean, well, the one, the one you shared today actually had all that stuff joined together. I hadn't seen it all put together like that. So that was kind of cool. But here were the things that one, how many Dr. Stranges are we getting in this thing? There, there were like, that's pretty Tony's holding up seven fingers. That might be true. We saw at least four. I saw at least four. Cause you saw zombie strange. You saw you saw strange with like the white streaks in his hair, like and it's like well, is that and that's uh, what is that uh, Supreme Strange or what? What is it? I can't think of the fucking. Maybe it's five. Uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer yeah, Supreme. Sorcerer, so you saw Sorcerer Supreme. You saw Zombie Strange. You saw Evil Strange. You saw Standard Strange. Maybe I'm missing one. Honestly, that's four Stranges. I love, I love you saying standard strange into the mic. <laughs> there's, standard there's strange. A, there's a, there's a, if Pat wasn't here, there'd be a, a long conversation about standard strange. But anyway, go ahead. Well, Don't worry, I'll, I'll start making a shirt design for that right now. Uh, sounds, right, like well, a, sounds like an episode title. <laughs> uh, geez, standard strange may be the name of this episode. <laughs> so you've got that. Whatever. I don't even understand the joke, so I'm fine. Um... Then we saw confirmation, as, as as much confirmation as we can, that the Illuminati are in in this movie. We we got the we got the re we got the clearer, more clear, uh, cleaned up version of Patrick Stewart's voice, and, and then we got Mordo introducing Strange to the Illuminati. So we got that, and then probably the biggest, holy shit, what the fuck? moment to me we see a shield caught and it doesn't have a star in the middle of it it's got a union jack and are are we getting captain are we getting captain carter captain brig britain peggy carter style are we getting a whole fucking series 
getting everything. What if? When, when, no, well, here's the thing. When when what if hit, I was like, oh, this is a fun little throwaway. What if was the prequel to fucking Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? That's what we've got. And there, there's got to be another. So here's what I want out of this out of this conversation. Around the room, maybe Tony. Tony might be the one who gets a little stuck on this one. I want a bold prediction from the rest of you. What haven't we seen that's going to show up in this movie? Star-Lord Star T'Challa in some form or fashion. Star-Lord T'Challa from David Ungar. Aesop, what is one thing, what is something we haven't seen yet that's going to pop up here? Give me Ultron. Ultron needs a redemption uh, like no other. And whether it be him winning altogether or just any, even just a, a different types of glimpse, type of glimpse, glimpse ugh, of Ultron. I feel like that would be a fantastic way to really get him in. And we already like have half confirmation that, uh, you know, some type of Iron Man is making an appearance. So seems pretty all right to consider than Ultron being there. PC Tunny. One bold prediction of something, just even if it's nuts out of the MCU, okay. that you think could pop up. Miles Morales. Oh, he didn't, he didn't say T'Challa is Star Lord, so that's good. No, I that was it. Dave. I said it. <laughs> that was the point, by the way, Dave. I was just, just throwing it out there. Um, for me, uh, gosh, we see Reed Richards. It'd be more impressive if we seen a director for the fucking film. Later, no, 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 no. no. Well, later. you don't. You, you you don't need a director for the for the fucking film to to introduce the character. See, <laughs> I, I, I digress. Second question. I'll, I'll I'll throw this question to just uh, Dave and Aesop because I don't. Tony, don't take this. You have. You are not going to want to answer this question. <laughs> Okay, okay, hey, everybody be quiet. PC Tony has the floor. Oh, I get name to go us, last. I get to go last. Nope, nope. Name us the six yeah. members of the Illuminati. Well, what are the who are who are in yeah. the MCU's Illuminati? Well, there's Big Tony, then there's little Joe from down the street, then you got the guy that makes the sausage, no one knows his fucking name. And then you got the driver, no one thinks he's in there, but he's in there. Jeff's mom, not Jeff, everybody thinks it's Jeff, but Jeff's mom's been pulling all the strings because she makes one hell of a baked ziti. And then Skype decided to close out. So I wonder if you guys can even fucking hear what I'm saying right now. We do. We can't We're hear what ignoring. you're saying We're right just now. It's interesting. <laughs> now we can. He's, he's now frozen as Skype closed out just as he got that line in. All right. Now that the riffraff have gone and have closed out, Skype was so mad at him, it closed him out. Dave and Aesop, give me an Illuminati for the MCU. Oh, oh, we're we're giving the six itself. I thought we were just going over like standard. No, 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 no. Who are your in who who do you think will be your MCU oh, Illuminati? We know I think we this know is, Xavier's in. That that's yeah, so you, that's yeah, you've got a gimme. Xavier's one. Yes. Uh well it's strange at at some point too. Has to be another. Yeah. Right. Um Reed, Reed uh, Richards, I'd say Reed. Uh Namor? I mean I mean Namor is is a you know, one in the past, and you know we're kind of building to that with Wakanda Forever. Yep. It makes sense, and, and I know T'Challa was part of that. Obviously, he can't do it now, but maybe, maybe Shuri or 
uh, Mbaku or Killmonger, you know, whomever they decide to kind of bring back in that sense. If it's Shuri, maybe. If it's Mbaku, no. That that just doesn't fit. That's a square peg in a round hole for those characters, in my opinion. Dogs? Um, okay, the dogs have the dogs we, gave their opinion. The dogs we we still don't have a black bolt. Yeah. And I know inhumans sucked ass, but if uh, another one that could happen is an inhumans. I mean, the, the inhumans suck so bad that they're they're not mentioned ever. <laughs> period well here's, here's you mentioned I, you mentioned an iron man is is one of those an iron man could be here's what i want to throw out to you guys though is that with the multiverse coming into play like this you could get a black panther may not be the one we're used to but you could get a black panther from it because you you're looking at the illuminati and and the concept is that these are people grabbed from multiverses who sit on this council so if that's true why not a different black Panther? we know they're not recasting t'challa but could they bring um, in a different black panther you know what since we do have um yeah, potentially again patrick stewart with uh charles xavier wasn't beast an illuminati member as well can we get a kelsey grammar I don't know. Hey, baby, I hear the lineup. Was it? Was it? No, damn it! I knew you were gonna do that shit. I knew you were gonna do that. I knew Quite that. Right. Can you can yeah, you mute him or kick him again? But I, I mean, I didn't kick. I didn't kick him the first All time. Right. I'm gonna have faith in Skype to, but to kick him. I don't know him. what to do with those toss salad. Okay, I'm done. Wasn't cat? Aesop Mitchell has muted PC Tunny. Wow, there's a first. I've given I've given too much I've given too much power to the rest of you in this bandwagon. Wasn't um, Cap, wasn't Cap an Illuminati member at some point? Yeah, Captain America and Captain Britain. Yeah. No, it's going to be um they're they're uh, not going to go down they're not going to go down the same route though that you know like the comics did. They've made that it's, very It's going to be yeah, it's going to be some sort of an amalgamation. I mean, hell, you could see an Eternal be a, a member of the Illuminati. Like, I you just don't, don't hate know. that either. Right. Like, it would make, it'd make all the sense in the world. It does given, eventually given tie them in, because didn't right. we talk about that, is how the hell they plan on bringing in the Eternals? Well, Which one's most likely? I'm going to laugh if Moon Knight, Moon Knight walks across and takes a seat no, at the Illuminati table. No, no, no. Does he moonwalk over? Um, he becomes Kanchu. No. It could be any of those. Um, Loki? I don't, yeah. It could be Loki. Who I, I don't know. I think the possibilities are endless and I'm excited to see that come to screen. I, I'm just I'm more annoyed that people are gonna applaud it. Because oh, that's oh, what they do at movie theaters. La- last one. Um White Vision. Ah, that's a good call. We haven't seen White, White Vision since WandaVision, yeah. So that's a that's another good possibility. Um so yeah, there's there's all it could be Doom for all we know. Fucking Doctor Doom could show up. Like you just you just don't know. It would be crazy, and would be such a fitting way to introduce him. But all of that is to say that come next week on these internet airwaves, we are going to review the shit out of this movie. We are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. We are going to talk about it to no end, to to the point we're going to talk about it on this show. I may do a second podcast on my own with the little O'Dowd to talk about 
Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because even even he, I was I was kind of joking about it with him. He's like, that might be fun. So we might see how it goes. See how the little Odell hey, does. You know what that means, though. It means mean? you're gonna have to do a second episode about Jurassic World Dominion. Yes. Probably. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how first episode goes. And, and even if I record it, who knows when it'll show. So it'll be there. But yeah, more to come. And like I said, if you plan on seeing this after the rush, don't listen to this section of the bandwagon next week. We may even timestamp it for you. Oh, just kidding. We're not going to timestamp it for you. Yeah. LOL. You may just want to <laughs> avoid next week's episode entirely. No, 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 no. We want the downloads. Don't drop our ratings by telling people not to listen to our fucking show. Who you? Who's just label it as spoilers. Booing this There's man. No spoilers. We got, we got 22 loyal downloads, Pat. You know that. Bandwagon nerds. Has long been we're eighteen non spoiler free. We are not spoiler free, and we are not gonna be spoiler free because you can't really effectively talk about. You can't do the whole nerd chat about something like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness without spoiling it because you got to talk about what's next. Again, it's always about the next the next step. Like that's all we've done when we've talked about these shows and these series. Why stop now? As you know, people don't want to know. As you noted, we've never been spoiler free. So there. Right. Hell, maybe I'll maybe I'll put up a spoiler alert. Nope, not doing it. Nope. Too lazy. I recorded one special soundbite. I I, I really my limits one a month and first of May. I'm already I'm already at quota. I'm already at quota. So whew. All right. I think it's time for a second commercial break, gentlemen, before we go into a ton of news around the Nerdosphere. Before we get to our recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind all of you that if you like what we do here at the ChairShot Radio Network, then head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot and invest in one of our many t-shirt designs. Whether that be a ChairShot.com logo shirt, we've got tons of those. Whether it be sayings from various podcasts such as Nefarious Means. Whether it be shirts of specific podcasts, for example... The Bandwagon Nerds t-shirt, which I'm currently wearing. It's only $19.99 for a shirt. But if you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more. Get it soft soft style. It's a great feeling. I love it. Oh, oh hold on. Oh, 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 I know. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm good. We work really, really hard to put out great content on these internet airwaves every single day of the week. And we love your support. And the best way to keep us going and to support us is to invest in a ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot shirt. When we come back, news around the Nerdosphere, you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back. And as I mentioned before we went into the commercial break, it's time for Dave to make me sound all fancy because he's the master of post-production as we head off to talk about news around the Nerdosphere. 
getting more dramatic. I don't know if you notice this with, with the nerdosphere part. Like I just I want to sound it's a nice touch. It's a nice touch. I know, I'm trying. It's trying. I it's a persona, it's character. I'm getting thumbs up, two thumbs up. I'm getting the getting the Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert approval from PC Tunney over there. So very nice. So this week was a very big news week in the world of entertainment, and so much so that we couldn't possibly cover everything that needed to be covered because there was a there was a conference the a convention this past week weekend in vegas it was cinemacon and most major studios except for studio non grata netflix came out and shared a boatload of news some of it you know we got we got sizzle reels we got announcement of footage we got footage reveals we got dates changed we got full movies aired in front of audiences it was a huge deal and to the point where variety and i didn't share this article with y'all variety said that it took one weekend for movie theaters to become relevant again like they're really talking about the success of CinemaCon. And so most of these news items that we're going to talk about today, folks, they came out of uh, out of CinemaCon. Uh, but we're going to start with some, I don't see it as troubling news, but we are going to start with uh, kind of a negative piece of news in regards to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Tony alluded to it earlier in the podcast, but Fantastic Four is a movie that Marvel says is coming. They're promising it's coming. They were excited to have John Watts, director of the Spider-Man, uh, MCU Spider-Man trilogy, as their as their head person steering the ship. Welp, that is no longer happening as John Watts has decided to step away from the Fantastic Four project, citing wanting to take a break from comic book movies. And... You know, when the story got shared out, I almost didn't I almost didn't put it on the rundown. And then I kind of thought, no, we should really we should put it on the rundown. We should have this conversation. But I kind of I don't see it as a I don't see it as the 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 story that other people like. This isn't the first time that a director stepped away from a Marvel project. Uh, This is one of the more amicable ways that a director has stepped away from a Marvel project. See Ant-Man as the Ant-Man director kerfuffle was was just a hot hot garbage mess this one sounds like it was amicable like this sounds like it was i'm just to me it read like a guy who knew he wasn't going to put his whole heart into this film and with a snake bit as the fantastic four has been in its previous attempts to to hit the big screen do you really want that do you really want somebody who's feeling burnt out over the genre movie so i'll turn it over to dave first Big deal, not big deal. Um, probably somewhere in the middle. I would say maybe more, more leaning more on the not big deal side of things. Um, I, I agree completely with what you said that Fantastic Four has been such a snake bit franchise that you don't want somebody whose heart and soul is not into this project because you're going to run into the same problem. And you know, coming off the run of Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. You know, none of those movies were probably easy to do. Uh, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of, especially No Way Home, massively successful, like the sixth highest grossing movie of all time. So, um, you know, if if he's if he's burnt out on the genre, 
And I, I hear that he wants to go and do some horror based stuff and that's fine. It's, you know, I, I applaud him for having the, the wherewithal to come in and say, you know, man, I'm not really not into this thing. I need to step away at an early stage in the process where Marvel has time to, you know, find somebody who wants to do this. Cause Marvel, what 90% of the time they get casting and, and directors completely accurate. So this gives them time to bring in somebody else. It's not like we're talking DC here who just has way too many problems. Marvel usually gets it right. And I think that this is a good thing. You know, you, you're, you're doing this at a time where it's, it gives them time to regroup, find the right person, the right fit, and hopefully deliver a great finished product in the end. Aesop. I'm not too concerned on it. I think even if it was <clears throat> a big deal on the side of, uh, the the director i'm sorry i already forgot his name um john watts yeah john even if it was john watts that was just like no i don't want to work with you guys like it's it's disney it's marvel they will find a way to find someone good to take it over Uh, and i think they have probably put some type of a priority stamp on this um this franchise because of the fact that it's just made terrible movies made for terrible movies. I don't know whether that be the, the actual IP itself or whatever, but the fantastic four is never been good uh, for whatever that is. They're going to make sure that they do their damnedest because again, it's Disney and Marvel. They don't really put out garbage. They put out garbage in terms of Disney and Marvel, but not in the, in the general movie sense or series sense. Excellent. Tony, do you think it's a big deal that John Watts is stepping away? And then I I have another question. Go ahead. We'll see. We'll see when the movie comes out. Right. (laughs) I guess that's right. I don't even know. I don't even know that we have a, I don't even know that we have a script for this movie. Like, I don't even know where it is in production other than it's been announced. Tony's happy. Let me, let me flip this question. This was a DC movie. What would we be saying if this was a DC movie losing a director? Oh, what would you be saying? Is no, what, what would we be saying? No, well, I, I know what I would be saying. I'm asking I what you would be saying. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I'll tell you right I now. The, I would be, the, it would be, are you surprised? Right. I don't think the Fantastic Four is as big as as we think it is. I think we're all fans of the Fantastic Four, the the you know the the comic book and the the well done things of the Fantastic. Like there's a lot of good animated things with Fantastic Four, but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. It's all about it. I say this all the time. It's like my go to thing. If I you know, it's all about casting. And I think that's we've talked about that so many times when when we sit, talk about what Marvel's done well. Here's here's the one thing I will say to you in response to the, you know, Marvel isn't a big deal to us. I agree with you. I think to a larger general audience, no, it's not as not as big a deal of the property. I think Marvel has an Iron Man opportunity with the Fantastic Four if they do it right. Like Iron Man, well, and hear, hear me out. Iron Man wasn't a household name character. It was what Marvel had to make a movie with. And if you you talked about casting, they got the absolute right guy 
Iron to, Man had to carry been, a franchise. Iron Man hadn't been flubbed though before. No, I agree absolutely. I also think that. And who's your Robert Downey Jr.? I don't know. They may not be out there yet. We don't. We don't know until it's cast, right? We'll find like, we out don't know next who it's weekend, gonna be. probably. Maybe. Right. But here, I, I got so, an even better example. I, I mean, Iron Man's a great example, Pat, but Guardians of the Galaxy is is, is right. an example as to what they can do with the proper casting and the right people. You take a uh, a group of, of characters that not a whole lot's known about. The Fantastic Four, certainly not in that realm because we all know about them, but you see what they did with, with that group. I mean, Guardians was not regarded like they are now when that first movie came out. So there is that opportunity. Yeah, nobody. No, I remember having serious doubts about the Guardians of the Galaxy. You working. and me both, and and it worked. So, again, in Marvel we trust, I guess. And I get if you want to call us Marvel fanboys, I feel like they've earned it. And we'll we'll just have to see. Let's move on to another Marvel announcement as uh, they've shaken up once again. This schedule's been shaken up so much, but Ant Man. And the Wasp, Quantumania, was originally slated to be released July 28th, 2023. That date has now changed and has been announced as being released and being moved up to February 17th, 2023, which was a date previously held for the Captain Marvel sequel, The Marvels. What do we make of this? Should be should we worried about the Marvels? Because Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania has been done and has been filmed for for a while now. They you know so it's they've had that in the can, uh, ready to go. I'm more interested in your thoughts, and we'll start with Aesop on this one. Should we be worried about the Marvels here? No, uh, it, no? it would be. I think it'd be one thing if they just outright delayed the Marvels. Um, the fact that they swapped it, I feel it gives me more hope. I feel like that is something that is going to be either they're going to add a little bit to it or they feel like it makes more sense as far as storytelling is concerned to kind of build it this way. I, I don't I don't have any real issues. If they just outright delayed the Marvels, then I would be concerned. But uh, I mean, look, they want to make sure that that thing is the shit is done right. And if they feel like this is the best route, then why the hell not? All right. Tony's busy right now. Dave, are we being apologists for the MCVU people? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think like there's a couple factors going on here. One, like you guys are saying, and man, and quantum mania has been done for a long time and they're just sitting on it and they're just like, you know, why are we doing that? I think the other factor is, you know, they maybe look at this saying, hey, look, we're done with this movie. Miss Marvel comes out in June. She's going to be a part of, you know, the Marvels. Let's see. And there's there's a lot of uh, I don't know about concern, but there is some kind of like, you know, people wondering what the series is going to be about. How's it going to resonate with the audience? So maybe they're saying, hey, let's kind of see how people respond to her to the Miss Marvel series before you know, we, we thrust that upon them in just, you know, six, seven months time or whatever, eight months, um, you know, this other movie's done. So maybe they're just kind of saying, Hey, let's see how this goes. We've got this other one that's done no harm in swapping these two out. Um, so I, that's kind of where I, I, to me, I feel like that's what they're doing with this is they're just like, yeah, 
this other one's been we're just sitting on this it's doing nothing so let's get it out there and and kind of see how this other one goes and, and see if we need and they may say you know they may be like hey if miss marvel doesn't do as well as we hope we may need to tweak this let's buy ourselves some more time to do that i do think people forget that captain marvel didn't do very well in the scope of marvel movies i do think they had higher hopes for for what that movie was gonna do in terms of like performance and it kind of fell a little short um, some folks did not love pre larson's portrayal uh apparently the box are doing really good things against the boston celtics right now uh and he's he's shaking his hand just beat the celtics <laughs> i fucking hate boston celtic fans i hate boston fans so get it done milwaukee i'm okay with that anyway so as as tony celebrates like a european just kicking a goal from the corner we're going to move on to our next little bit. This is uh, something that came out of CinemaCon. Black Panther Wakanda Forever did have some footage in the form of a sizzle reel released at the convention. Here's what I can tell you. They literally showed you nothing. It was a hot, it was a hot character footage sort of thing. In the article I shared from the direct, which was shared via our good friend Ray Cash, the thing I found interesting and made me think of David Ongar. Was it shared by you, Dave? Is that why you're shaking your head? Okay. Okay. Credit yes, where credit's due. Good. Thank you. Let's hear it for Dave. Good for Dave. Yay, Dave. Awesome. So All right. Cool. I get a cheer Great. today. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your Bronx cheers. Um, here's what I thought was interesting, and, and the article made me think of you because, of course, you shared it. Because they talked about Marvel's marketing strategy and releasing footage and talked about how the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, that first teaser, was the shortest amount of time before a movie comes out that's been released. And there's a question that Wakanda Forever, which is slated for November, here it is, it's May. We haven't seen anything yet. They're going to do it again to you, Dave. They're going to do it to you again. And here's my thing. It's fine. It is totally fine. It is fine this time. Absolutely. Oh, it wasn't fine for Love and Thunder, though. You bitched and moaned about that. Why was it not fine for Love and Thunder then, Mr. Mr. Give me what I want? Well, I think Dave, you Dave batista the trailer. <laughs> I think the stakes are are higher with Wakanda Forever to make sure that, you know, I, I just that one they don't need to rush because there is a lot on the line with this sequel as far as where they're going and what they're doing with that and, and like Thor Love and Thunder you kind of knew or had an idea what was going to happen and this one's going to be more anticipated so I'm like yeah you know if you guys want to delay this until you know what the hell movie's coming out after is, is Wakanda Forever the next one in line after Multiverse of Madness after Thor yeah or after Love and Thunder okay so I yeah, yeah you're probably not going to get the trailer until you know we see that one you may not even get a teaser and, and that's okay because you know, no, we'll we'll get a teaser. There, a trailer is going to come. Like they, they are gonna, they they are gonna do a trailer. Oh, you, I, you, I, I already I, know how the Wakanda Forever trailer will end with Namor's appearance, with the re- or or the revelation of who is actually the quote unquote Black Panther. Yeah, that could be that could be it as well. Because those are the two big questions, right? Is Namor really the bad guy, and who is taking on the mantle of Chadwick Boseman's character? Like that's it. Like those are the two big questions. So you either reveal Namor or you reveal who the next Black Panther is. 
Because I could see the first one. I could see the very first trailer, trailer and teaser. And I, I read very little about this. They didn't even share much in the article about what you actually saw in the sizzle reel because it was exclusive to the CinemaCon audience. It could just be flashes of every other character that we know and love from Black Panther. Scenery of Wakanda. You you may not even have you may not even see who it is actually now. Think it. it could just be somebody picking up the the helmet, which they don't do because it's the the necklace thing, or or uh, hands touching the necklace, and maybe they give you a tease as the as the costume forms itself. That bloom that'd be that'd be great, and everybody show up. You're absolutely right because I, I it, well let me ask you this. I'll, I'll throw this to you. I, I mean. Are you anticipating this teaser, whatever you get more than Love and Thunder, simply because of everything that's happened with, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Because there's so much, like, I, I I don't, because I enjoyed Ragnarok so much, because I appreciate Taika Waititi as a director, because of the, the, the great character work that they've done with Thor. Again, you want to talk about surprising People that that they've made Thor what they've made Thor in the MCU is a testament to Marvel's writing. It's a testament to Chris Hemsworth, and you know we're gonna we're gonna get more of that. I just I just knew that felt that felt bankable. There's just a lot of mystery because of the untim- untimely passing of Chadwick. Like if Chadwick Boseman doesn't pass, we're we're probably a li- I'm probably a little more. I'm excited, but I'm not as, you know, like I'm less intrigued because we know what we're getting. Uh, Aesop or Tunney, jump in here before we before we leave Marvel entirely. Aesop, he's pointing to you. Uh, I mean, man, this is like the teaser tra- trailer of a teaser trailer. I, I, really, what can I say on it? There's nothing. I wasn't there. I can't enjoy anything uh, from this outside of the like, Oh my God, guys! We saw a foot. Whoa! You know, whatever. Saw foot. Temp- temper yourselves, everyone. Now, say if I, you know, go to something like C two E two, and I get something later on this year. You know, now, now you can get hyped because then Aesop told you so. Oh, look at you! Look at you putting yourself over. You know what we do to people who put themselves over? We do. Some more. Uh, this might be that might be my first tr- first true boo on these. This oh, well, series, so. well, here you go. Here, hey. down a second. Here you go. Heel turn. Aesop's heel turn. It's so ASMR. I love it. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Let's leave the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I made fun of this announcement when when it got shared in our little group, but it was announced. So here's the thing. We're all going to go see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We're also going to be able to comment on a trailer for a movie that's coming out. I have no desire to see this movie, but it's coming. Uh, We're finally going to get Avatar 2 footage. Apparently the name of the movie is Avatar The Way of Water. I don't know about you guys. I'm so excited for another preachy white guilt environmental make me feel bad about myself movie that goes three hours long and gives me a headache because the 3D technology is painful. Tunny's nipples are hard and then they faded like you took Tunny's nipple hardness away. That's embarrassing, James Cameron. Tunny, 
How annoying are we going to be when we see this movie? I don't give a fuck. I didn't watch the first one. Move on. Exactly. All right. Now that we've gotten Tony to contribute in this part of the podcast, Aesop, how preachy will this movie be? I hated the first movie. I, it's I, Dances with Wolves. I just face. don't care. There are so oh, many. I forgot you loved <laughs> Tony's a big Dances with Wolves fan. He uh, he does not like that I hate that movie. <laughs> hey, I'm the white guy coming to save the native people again. Look what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> really, man, just let the series die. Let let this die, please. No, well, I, it was I dead. Can't... They resurrected it. God. Here's the thing is, I uh I don't know which I'm looking forward to less. This, this trailer slash movie. No, no, no. Well, I'm never seeing Morbius because you already <laughs> saved me. You solved me that problem. I don't know what I what I want to see less. The 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 movie slash trailer or James Cameron giving pretentious speeches in the language that he made up for the stupid ass movie as he accepts, you know, special effects awards at the Golden Globes. Your they guy. do have a bang. They do have a banger ride at Disney, though, at Disney World. That thing fucking rocks. I can't I can't deny that. Dave, I will find out in a couple you, months. Why, why'd you share this information with us? <laughs> because it's Avatar 2 and it's it's supposedly one of the uh, really anticipated franchises and, and that sort of thing. And Is it anticipated? By, is it anticipated? By people other than us, yes. Like, is it anticipated like we anticipate Marvel movies or is it anticipated the way we anticipated The Matrix 4? Uh, yeah, somewhere in between, I'd say. But, you know, I mean, they were, I, and it's funny that hear Tunney say that he, he didn't, you didn't you didn't even see the first one, Tony, or you just didn't like it? I didn't see it. I, I mean, didn't plan big, on seeing it. As big I don't want to see it. As big I don't a see 3D this one. fan as you are, how do you not see the first Avatar? Because that's really all it was about was the 3D effects. I pretty much did anything else. No, it was all a right. preachy environmental Native American white guilt film where people fought over natural resources that, like, can we talk about in the land of laziness? The I've laziest, never seen Hunger Games. Good. The laziest name of anything ever in the history of film, in my opinion. The, the great mineral that humans are trying to mine on this planet. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. That's the best you could. Oh, we need the unobtainium. Because you can't obtain it, so it's called the unobtained. Uh, anyway, fuck this movie. Fuck this. Let's talk about something to really piss t- uh, Tony off. Another thing that happened at CinemaCon that I think was a bold move and was great. The decision was made by Paramount to not just air footage. They aired the entire Top Gun Maverick film for the audiences, and it is getting rave reviews. People love this, which means I am scared to death that I am going to hate it because when it comes out that strong, I instantly become cynical nerd and I'm going to be like, well, this was wrong and this is stupid and I hated it. But damn, I'm happy it went over well. Like they're talking like this is what a summer blockbuster should be. I mean, 
This sounds like it overcame Miles Teller, you guys. It overcame Miles <laughs> Teller. Huge news. Huge news. It overcame Breaking Tom Cruise. Breaking news. Tunny, why do you hate Tom Cruise so much? I don't hate Tom Cruise. Why do you hate Top Gun so much? Minority Report was good. Vanilla Sky. Last Samurai. What's wrong with Top Gun? <laughs> can, we start with, can we start with what's right? We might be able to finish the show on time. Uh... Too late. Active studio audience today, by the way. Very active studio audience. Listen, I seen the first one in the theater in its initial run. Okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I was I was six. Rightfully so. Yeah. I enjoyed it and I'm forty three. Yeah, well, that's a sounds like a problem because I will watch this movie and I'm gonna tell you why. So that I don't have to listen to you guys tell me Oh, but it's good. You should watch it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to sit here and go, no, it's the same fucking polished turd the first motherfucker was. And if, unless Highway to the Danger Zone is in this fucking second one, it's going to be complete drizzling shits. This terrible opinion of PC Tony regarding Top Gun does not reflect the attitudes and opinions of those of us on the bandwagon. Can you boo that man, uh, please? I already did. I mean, I can boo him again. Cocktail? You're putting over cocktail over Top Gun. You know what? You know what? You're, you know what? Time out. You're you're muted again. That that's no. You're out. You're out. Cocktails better than Top Gun. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. Terrible. David Ungar. Eyes wide shut. Excellent. Dave. 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 What's Say something good about Top Gun. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Mute him again. Uh, I. Look, remove from call <laughs> block, just block them. Um, I block just, it. I tell you that I, I'm really excited to hear these reviews. I mean, you're hearing people say it's the perfect, ex, you know, perfect summer experience and, and that sort of thing. I mean, that's, that's right. remarkably high praise. I, I think it, and, and you think about the delay that it went through and we saw how that worked out well for Morbius and you mutants, but here it actually looks like it's, it's going to work to its advantage. And, and I'm, I was gonna be there anyway, but now I'm like, oh, now the hype train is hype train has started, and and uh, I'm a little bit like you, Pat. I'm like, I really hope I'm not disappointed by this, but it just looks like it's it's got every all the bases covered, you know. Overcoming Miles Teller, that's a that's a big deal. That is a big <laughs> step. Aesop, I'm indifferent. I, I, I like I don't have the same connection to uh, Top Gun as everyone else. You know, I, I was born in. Indifferent to Top Gun? Dave felt that way about Rescue Rangers. Can you boo him? No, you can boo me again, Pat. It's all right. He's like 70 years old. Like he doesn't understand. He's old. I'm old. When did Top when did Top Gun come out? 86. How old are you? 87. 92. I came out. I I came out in ninety two. I came out. Hey guys, uh, I came there's out. There's another shirt I need to make. Uh, no, yeah, I was born in ninety two. I don't. I just don't have the connection to Top Gun uh, in the same way. I I saw the first one and I enjoyed it. I wasn't you know rawr about it, but I'll go and see Top Gun Maverick and I will watch it. I mean, like what 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 else do you want me to do? What else do you want me to say? I'm I'm very disappointed with half of the bandwagon right now, and I just I don't, I don't 
Tell me what the 80s were like, guys. The best decade uh, ever. There you go, Aesop. That's all you got to know. Yeah, riddled with a fake Cold Damn. War and inflation. Yuppies. There were a lot of yuppies. There was Dave Ungar banging his head to hair metal. That was a thing. Oh, you got to um, know, really. WrestleMania was born. Billy Crystal was on Saturday Night Live as a cast member. Um, there was a lot. That was John Lovitz. He was. Probably. He played the devil, though. That was good stuff. Lovitz was solid on SNL. I would love to do a. I'll say this: the the one the, series on the critic. The football team in Washington Ooh. was relevant in the eighties, Aesop. So there's it's something okay. for you. Go Commanders! I would love to talk about the critic. The critic is a low key, vastly underrated show. Jam. All right. We got one last piece of news around the nerdosphere. Everybody here knows Tony's favorite comic book television show is The Flash, part of the Arrowverse. The Arrowverse has progressively been falling to pieces over the last few years as show after show gets canceled. We lost two more this week as it was announced that both Batgirl, a series that started, I think, in like 2019, was relatively new, and Legends of Tomorrow, which had a pretty had a pretty long shelf life, was spawned out of The Flash and Green Arrow with an amalgamation of characters from those shows that then got to be like the primary heirs. Uh, both are both are getting canceled. It just seems like we're. I, and I don't know how how much longer do we is the Flash it Tony now is that it with the Arrowverse as every is or is that Superman and Lois show is that part of the Arrowverse or no it is Super Supergirl right is still going is Supergirl still going no Supergirl got canceled everything I think the Flash isn't this the last season of the Flash Tony you're not going to have much more of of this iteration. That's why it'd be great for him to be move into that character in the movies. It'd be a perfect transition. Um, but Ezra Miller, he's busy fighting a, the state of Hawaii. Aesop. Oh perfect, Jesus! <laughs> perfect, perfect transition. You could even do it with like wrapping up that series with a movie and transitioning it into the movies because um, that's a great cast. If if you haven't seen that show, and I know I'm always touting it all the time, but the cast, and I talk about casting again. Um, Bring it back to tout now? You could do movies, you could do movies off of the characters of just that show. Um, it's 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 amazing. I, I, I love it. Yeah, I'm in for it. Let's do it. Let's make the transition. Let's get it rolling. Well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens with these CW shows. I, I've I've shared that I've been watching The Flash with a little O'Dowd because The Flash is his favorite DC character uh, for quite some time now. What I um what I feel bad for is that there's just some there's some fine actors that have been like the Legends of Tomorrow cancellation um, is the one that I'm, I'm a little sad about. From what I understand, and I've only watched a little bit of the show, that's been the the show that takes the most risks in terms of like plot and storytelling devices. One of my favorite characters now he was playing booster gold. So I don't know how great that can ever really be, but Donald Faison, who you guys know, I'm a big scrubs guy. Donald Faison was cast as booster gold, did booster gold for a season and sort of a, a guest starring recurring role. And they were going to keep him on if the show got renewed. It didn't get renewed. Uh, so that that's uh, mildly unfortunate for them. It's just one of those that, um, yeah, it seems like out of nowhere, 
And maybe and maybe it has just run its course, like like Tony's saying. It just like it just it seemed like Batgirl seemed like it was getting well received, and then it lost its lead, and the replacement doesn't seem like it gained traction. Um, they went. They kind of went Netflix on the whole thing, you know. They yeah. got all this hype and all this pub from all these shows that started. Like Arrow was amazing, but that ended, and then Flash was going right, and they had all these other things connected to it. I thought Supergirl had a lot of promise. But then they made everything around Supergirl its own fucking show because almost almost the tail end, almost all the extra shows came out of Supergirl. So mm. it, it it was it was great while it was, but it's 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 coming to an end, and I'd like to see them do something to carry it forward because there's a lot there to take from. Do they pick it up at HBO? I hope so. Yeah, I, I, we'll have to see. Uh, and we know that there's, I mean, HBO's already got a plethora of shows and series in the, in the DC hopper that are coming anyway. Like, I, I left out so much from CinemaCon in the, in the interest of keeping the show at, at a decent runtime because there were details about the Penguin series coming out. There was, I have no idea what that is. Oh, the Bucks beat the Celtics. Good job. Catch all that information on any number of the sports-related shows that we have on the Chairshot Radio Down Network, the Chairshot Dogman. Down the Wire, for example. Sometimes you get the three-man weave. Sometimes you don't. Um, sometimes you get some sports talk on DWI. So uh, we, there's a, there are opportunities to Patrick. get the sports. I'm enjoying I'm, mounds I'm, of sports podcasts. Sometimes you get you, it. Dave. Sometimes you fuck you, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you. Fuck you. You motherfucker! I was, hey, but by the way, that's that's a bestie connection. Nice job. Sports, 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 sports. All right. Sports, 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 sports. I'm a sports fan, huh? That's me. And we're gonna wrap up today's episode talking a little bit about a, you know, oftentimes we talk about like legends in the world of of film on this show, but. At its heart, and the whole inception of this show came from talking about our knowledge about comic books and how they related to films and how they came out. And to to say that one of the most influential comic artists of all time in regards to film passed this past week is, is almost an understatement, as it was announced that Neil Adams who is most known for his art uh, for Batman, amongst others. He, he also did uh, art for the Avengers, the X-Men, so many more. He passed at the age of 80 due to complications from sepsis. Now, he also he also was one of the co-creators of the Green Lantern character, uh, John Stewart, for those of you who know that. He helped create Ra's al Ghul. Man Bat. He illustrated the Kree Scroll War Saga and some other just, you know, top flight comics in the industry. But probably why I say he's one of the biggest influences on comic book film and making it relevant is because when he took over doing the art for Batman, Batman was still mired in the campy 1960s television show work and and i love that show without it without a doubt adam west and burt laird great campy entertainment uh neil changed it 
and took it in his artwork. And and my favorite cover of his is a very famous one of the Joker holding a card with Batman, like running from it. It's a comic cover. It's very like you search his name and it's one of the first that'll show up when you search Neil Adams. He took Batman and brought it to this sort of dark Gothic root that, that we see now and inspired Tim Burton with his creation of the 1989 Batman that we saw with Michael Keaton. And because of that work by Neil Adams, probably gets us to the era of comics that we know uh, in regards to the Batman character today and frankly don't accept another iteration when we see it on the screen. Uh, and so just a just a tremendous, tremendous loss to the comic book world and, and the outpouring of tributes that that have come in the wake of his passing has has been nothing short of remarkable. So uh, Aesop, Dave, Tony, any of you, um, anybody uh, want to comment a little bit, talk about Neil Adams and and just what we lost? Neil, Neil Adams is the the Bronze Age Batman dude. I mean, like that's yeah. really like the thing that I remember him most for. Um, <clears throat> I, I forget exactly what issue it is. The one that I re- uh, remember most vividly, outside of the, the the card one, is the one where Robin like turns to dust, just like mm-hmm. uh, evaporates in front of like he got Thanos snapped. Um, yeah, yeah, he had tremendous artwork. Uh, another another great piece of work he did uh, art for was uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that too, which yep. is tremendous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it truly sucks when uh, one of the nerdiest of nerd people, you know, go away, um, you know, pass. So uh, I wish nothing but the best for his family and condolences to them, but. Yeah, it truly sucks to lose a guy like Neil Adams, especially, yeah, not not in the most pleasant of ways, you know. Right. Absolutely. Dave, any thoughts? Yeah, I I mean, I think, you you know, you summed it up well with the whole Batman thing that he brought Batman from, you know, the point where he was it was campy. It was goofy. It was kind of that. Yeah. Similar to the show, which the show was born out of the comics at that time. And then Neil came along and kind of spearheaded where Batman is now. You know, you don't get the Dark Knight trilogy without Neil Adams. You don't get Robert Pattinson, Batman and the sequel without Neil Adams. So it's um, it's hugely a massive loss and just very important to the industry. And I'm so glad Aesop mentioned Superman versus Muhammad Ali, because that's something that a lot of people probably haven't read, you know, but it's that I remember it came in this big giant comic book. I mean, it was massive that and Superman versus the flash where they raced to the end of the universe was the other one that I specifically remember from that kind of time. Nice. And, um, and yeah, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, where they had to depower Superman and Ali beats the crap out of him near nearly kills him. And it's all part of the plot, you know, the plan. But uh, yeah, it, just a massive loss, you know. Uh, when he, when you've got somebody that that is that beloved across all comic, you know, you've seen tributes from DC, from Marvel, from everything in between coming in for this guy. Uh, that shows you just how influential he was to the industry, and just just a really big loss. Like Aesop said, it it sucks when one of your real nerd heroes passes away, and that's kind of what we got this week. Some of the other names that have paid tribute to Neil Adams is passing Guillermo del Toro, 
uh, James Gunn, Joe Casada, who is a former editor in chief of Marvel. Just, yeah, just some some big time, big time names, and you know, it's it is, it's just sad. So tough. You know, I'm happy. I always think about this when somebody, you know, he lived to be 80 years old. Uh, horrible, horrible way to pass. Uh, but he also gave us a lot of great art and gave us a lot of great stories. And so for that, you know, raise a glass. Uh, happy trails to Neil Adams. All right. And with that, I want to talk a little bit before we go about next week. Because next week, I already know that this show is going to be loaded as fuck. Because not only are we wrapping up Moon Knight, not only are we talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but another big event is happening at the middle of this week in a completely other genre. And I figured I'd just, rather than say it, I'll play it. Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. A Star Wars. If they should buy wars, please let these Star Wars stay. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask, did he scare you as much as he scared me? Star Wars! Those there in Fire War! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! That's right. This Wednesday is May the 4th, Star Wars Day, and we have been promised something. Who knows what that something will be, but I guarantee you we're going to talk about it. Uh, You just can't not have May the 4th and not talk a little Star Wars. And if they don't do anything, we'll just have another episode where I explain to you all why R2-D2 is the most powerful character in the Star Wars universe, why... The Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars film that has ever been made. And why too many people rag improperly on The Last Jedi. That's right. You'll get all of that if Disney doesn't come through. So, Disney, you're on the clock. Disney, please come through. Please come through. I was looking forward to next week's episode. You are looking forward to next week's episode. You're excited for next week's episode. But that is next week. We are all done here on the bandwagon. Before we get out of here, though, let's do a quick once around. Tell everybody where they can find you on the Chair Shot Radio Network. This week, we will start with Mr. Saturday Night himself, PC Tunney. You can find me at PC Tunney on Twitter and Facebook. Please continue to listen to everything on the Chair Shot Radio Network, where you can find on all of your favorite streaming platforms. That's right. David Ungar, the lawyer. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Disney, please come through next week so we don't have to listen yeah. to this. Yeah, no shit. Word. 
And Mr. Top Gun Apathy, Aesop Mitchell. Fuck Top Gun and Jim Cornette. You can find me on Twitter at Island Aesop, at Dave and Cudahy, and at I'm Too Young for Top Gun. And you can follow- wait. Where can we pre-order standard strange T-shirts, Aesop? I'm just wondering. Hey, hey Dave, can you? I got a guy. Can you- I can make them. Dave, can you get another Twitter account as a Dave in Bakersfield? That you know. <laughs> got it. Got just it. Gonna, I'm just. I'm just going to mute and remove all of you right now. <laughs> you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can listen to me on the Chairshot Radio Network every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mondays with David Ungar talking hockey on Chairshot Radio. Tuesdays, of course, is band. Or I'm sorry. Mondays is Bandwagon Nerds with this gang. Tuesdays is Hockey Talk with David Ungar. Wednesdays, I'm talking wrestling with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. Make sure you also follow us on Twitter, the show, at Bandwagon Nerds. Put out the rundown ahead of time to give you all a taste. Going to keep doing that for the future, as well as try to keep that activity up. A lot of fun when you folks follow. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Now get yourself out of the, out of the basement. Get some sun. Watch some Star Wars. Happy May the 4th, everyone. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're strange. Faces come out of the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange When you're strange People are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly When you're alone Women seem wicked When you're unwanted, streets are uneven when you're down. Okay, I guess it's my turn, isn't it? All right, the bet is $20. $20. All right, you have to have carnal knowledge of a lady this time. (laughs) On the premises. On the premises. Come on, man. That's a bet. I don't know. It just uh, just doesn't seem fair. For you, I mean. But uh, she's lost that love and feeling. She's lost. No, she hasn't. Yes, she has. She has not lost that love. Because she's lost it, Matt. Come on. I hate it when she does that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.